What is up, my Red Sox fans living in the state of Illinois? This is the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast, episode 8. 8. Yep. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea. So, nothing else. <laughs> no, no really any Red Sox news since it was the holiday season and we're still in a lockout. Yeah. Literally after four or five weeks or so. Yeah. Nope. No Red Sox news. Tomorrow will be New Year's Eve. It will be a New Year 2022 or New Year's Eve. Well, two or Saturday will be a New Year 2022. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. But tomorrow will be New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah, banging on the coffee table again. We're just doing that again. Yep. Because there's nothing else to talk about. We'll, t- well, I mean, I could talk about maybe Christmas. Fun. Got, got some stuff. Got an air compressor for uh, my garage that I can use on something like pump air in my tire or pump t- air in my tires for my car. Could do that. Could have that. Got some uh, Pyrex uh, containers. Got some books, baseball books mostly. Um, got like a uh, hat cle- or a hat uh, thing you uh, – or cleaner that you could put – or a strainer that you can put like a hat in. So like, so you can like use it to clean your uh, hat in the washer, yeah. So like, it's like kind of like a container kind of thing, yeah. I'll, yeah, I wish we had some like a YouTube video thing where I could just show you what this looks like. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's a thing that hold so you put it in the washer to clean your hat, like ball caps and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then um, got some stuff. Got like a hand grenade, a uh, bottle opener for my dad's dog and stuff. It's pretty cool. Got that. Yeah, my my nephews made out like bandits. Yeah, they they basically I feel like got the most toys unless out of everybody. The adult who did finish the most was my mom. Yeah, my dad for the first time in years did not finish out with the most presents. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So we did some stuff, other stuff too. Um, my siblings and I played Monopoly, or at least uh, uh my. Um, my uh, sister Molly and my brother Mike played Monopoly. It was pretty competitive. <laughs> yeah, and then um, yeah. So watched uh, the Celtics blow a game, blow a game against the Milwaukee Bucks. They have not been the same since then. Yeah, since that win against or uh, Cleveland, they have not been the same. They have not really won a game. They do play tomorrow. They kind of suck. Which, by the way, last night, yeah, four for twenty-two from the three-point line. Worst in NBA history, or like second worst. Yeah, that's not good. That's not going to win us championships or get us to the or get us to the postseason. That's not going to do it. Yeah. Wait, wait. Not Red Sox related stuff. My nephew Holland was cute. So every time someone said "ho ho ho," he did this little like soft "ho ho ho." <laughs> He's one years old. <laughs> he fought my hat that hat uh, cleaner thing. He thought that was an actual fire hat. I tried um sneaking it by him, like try to sneak it, like take it away or sneak it by him. And but he knows they went, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> got upset. He did not want to give that up. Yes. <laughs> but I eventually got it back from him, yeah. Yeah. Fox was, yeah. <laughs> He got a football as a Stinky Santa. We also played Stinky Santa, too, which, by the way, if you don't know, it's a game where you roll, like, a, like doubles or seven or 11, and if you get that number, you uh, basically get a present. You get to take a present from the middle, and then when all the presents are taken, there's a timer that runs, and, like, if you, like, do the same thing with a seven, 11, or doubles, you can just steal somebody's presents in, like, a time, like a – Southern minute time period or something like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We were worried how Fox is going to act like or act around that because there were some gifts he wanted. Yeah. No, they take my gift. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So that was the holiday season. Yeah. Got to hang out with family. Pretty neat. Got some gifts. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Got what I wanted. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And also this week we play or uh, I film basketball for normal community for my all modern normal community uh, high school here in town. And we played the holiday tournament here, which is like a big tournament that happens like during 
the week after Christmas, like or like between Christmas and New Year's Eve, or even during New Year's Eve. I I've, I've actually heard like some games even being played on New Year's Eve. So yeah, so pretty much that. So we just got back from that and results. We won all four games and won the large school boys, uh, or large school boys championship for the fifth time in uh, since I've been doing it. So I think this is like the sixth time or sixth or fifth time or sixth or sixth time that we've won it in program history. But this is like the fifth time since I've been around since like 2007 or so or the 2007-08 season that we've won it like. Like, so five times in a row, so it's pretty neat, yeah. It was a close game, too. It was against uh, East St. Louis, um, and, yeah, those – they, like, we played them once, uh, the, or they played them once this year, and they beat him, like – or beat them, like, really hardly in that uh, shootout that we didn't get home until, like, 1.30 in the morning from Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon, Illinois, not Mount Vernon, Virginia, not where George Washington is from. We didn't travel that far. We didn't tra- – yeah, we didn't travel that far, but we traveled like Mount Vernon, Illinois, which is like Southern Illinois and stuff like that, like way down south, Condiel. So, yeah, we didn't get home until almost like 1.30 in the morning, but it was a good win, uh, and it helped us out in the standings. And tonight was another key win, although this one was a lot closer at the end. They It almost looked like they were like St. East Salem was going to pull out with a win, but a lot of stuff like um, they turned the ball over. They uh, threw it out of bounds. We got it back. We missed a free throw. They went to try to lay it in, and then one of our players took a charge, and basically that kind of just, like, gave us the win kind of deal. And, yeah, pretty much, yeah. I believe it was, like, 40 to, like, 38. I could be wrong. Hold on. We can look this up. I got a phone. And I can also look on Twitter, too, and see our uh, – yeah. Uh, yeah, 48 to 38. I was right. Awesome. Good. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, so we had the – they haven't wa- – they only lost one game this year, and this was a conference game back in December. It was like December the 10th or so against Champagne Centennial at their place. But since then, yeah, they have really not lost any game so far. And I believe their record is – hold on. Let me add this up. Yeah, we got all the time. I mean, we got all night, Condi. I mean, seriously, there's no really any Red Sox news to talk about. No MLB news because we're still in lockout. Yeah. yeah. So pretty much, yeah. Uh, Mitch Moreland ended up on Jeopardy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he did end up on Jeopardy, didn't he? Pretty neat. Something about that, too. I mean, they said his name was Mitchie Fourbags. Um, the whole... Two bags and four bags came from Section 10 because two bags, when he showed up with the Red Sox, Mitch Moreland, in 2017, he was hitting doubles like crazy. Like, he was hitting nothing but doubles. But then, like, later in his career, started hitting homers. So, Mitchie four bags. There we go. All right. Here we are. I got loaded up. 14-1. and one. We are now the uh, Norm Community Ironman Boys basketball team or varsity team is 14-1. and one. I really like it how they did their athletic sites so far. Not only are they giving us scores and updates, like right like after the game updates of um, the varsity team, they're also doing a JV too. So like you know how JV and freshmen how they're doing, and it's pretty neat. Yeah. So see how the let's also talk. See how JV's doing. We got all night. Seriously, there's nothing else to talk about either. So, I mean, might as well talk about the Normal Community Ironman. It's a Normal Community Ironman podcast. Yeah. Normal Community Ironman Boys Basketball Podcast. Yeah. Let's just. <laughs> all right. JV, JV team, they are four and six. Not really great. Yeah. But yeah, they're a young team. And the freshman team, they are seven and three. Yeah. So, they didn't play during the holiday tournament. They basically just took the. Um, the freshman and JV team, they basically took the like a uh, Christmas break off and stuff like that, so they didn't get to play. They don't get to play again until I think JV play on Tuesday against Morton, which the varsity also do against Morton, not a conference game. And then 
Thursday, freshman play against Champaign Central at home. So you got to little get your little segment of Iron or uh, Illinois high school basketball. Yeah. And well, we all I also do coach um or graduate assistant coach with uh, the varsity uh baseball team too. We might give a little bit of an update on how we're doing too, a little segment. Not anything major, but how we're kind of doing. All right. I think we can get into the nineteen or nineteen tens. Or 19 teens, uh, Boston Red Sox. Let's wrap it up with that. All right. So here we are, the 1910 Boston Red Sox. They finished off the year with a 81, 72, and five records. So 81 wins, 72 losses, and five ties. Finished fourth in the American League. Um, their manager was Patsy Donovan, famous Irish American. So pretty good. Yeah, the, the Irish American base or Irish American Baseball Society makes mention of this dude, so pretty cool. Yeah, so he ha- he will have a key uh, part in a uh, um, Red Sox history, but we'll find out in a little bit. So um, their ballpark is still the Onion Avenue uh, Baseball Grounds. So in but in two more years it won't be. Uh, well, but spoiler alert. All right. All right, so attendance that year was 584,619, or second in uh, the American League, so pretty neat. So second bet, so basically second best. Yeah, right. Second best isn't that good. And they were projected to win 85 games and 68, lo- or 68 losses. So, yeah, and they were projected to score 641 runs and allow 464. All right, so let's get into the war. Top 12 players on this 1910 Boston Red Sox. All right, Trish Speaker, he had a 7.7 war, so pretty good. They're starting center fielder, probably the greatest center fielder of uh, Red Sox history. I don't know. I mean, you kind of hear about this dude, how he was kind of a little bit of a man of his time, so to say, as in he was a racist. So, yeah, so he was the, yeah, he was actually part of the Ku Klux Klan in, uh, um, yeah, in Texas. So, yeah, maybe we should cancel church speaker. I don't know. Yeah, we're not going to get into the discussion. All right. Um, Ray Collins. Let's see. Um, let's see. Da, da, da. Ray Collins. He was. <clears throat> da, da. Oh, yeah, he was a starting pitcher. So, yeah, so he was part of the starting pitching staff. Was he? Yeah. He was the, the second day, dude. All right. Heine Wagner, the starting shortstop. He had a, uh, hold on. Ray Collins was 6.0. And then uh, Heine Wards, or Heine, or Heine Wagner was a 9 point, or 3.9. All right, and then number four was Ed uh, Kager. He was there. Let's see, who was he? Ed Kager. Their uh, start, or day three uh, starting pitcher. He had a 3.8 war. Jake Stahl, I'm not really sure if he's brother with Chick Stahl, but um, yeah, so he was a starting uh out starting first baseman. He had a 3.8 war. Uh Duffy Lewis, famous Irish American. So he basically so he was number six. He was the starting left fielder or starting, yeah, starting left fielder. He had a 3.5 war. All right, and Charlie or Charlie Hall. He was, let's see, we have to go down. Charlie Hall. He was one of the relief pitchers. It's all right. So he had a uh, 3.2 war. Um, Larry Gardner, one or the starting second baseman, he had a uh, 3.1 war. So, and Eddie, or number nine, Ed Seacott, one of the starting pitchers. He was, uh, had 3.0 war. Yep, he was the, yeah, he was the ace. He was basically day one starter. 3.0 war, so he didn't really act like it. Seriously. Really? Yeah, seriously. Ray Collins had a better war than you did. Hold on, who had the better ERA, though? That might actually be the thing. Yeah, Ray Collins. Yeah, he had you be at 1.62, and Eddie Seacott had a 2.74. And he will, and we did mention this in the last podcast, 
he was one of the Chicago White Sox, 1919 Black Sox. So, yeah, he was the main culprit, one of the main culprits. All right. Uh, Harry Hooper. Yeah, so known fact, he ha- he uh, holds the record for most uh, triples in Red Sox history. Has four rings, too, with the Red Sox, too. But we'll get into that in a little bit, too. So he finished 10th and finished off the year with a 2.9 war. One of the starting outfielders, right field. So I feel like he is one of like the greatest right fielders of all time. Um, eh, I wouldn't go that far. Sorry. All right. Clyde Ingle at number 11. Let's see where he's at. Clyde Ingle. He was one of the uh, infielders, utility infielders. Yeah, so he finished out there with a 2.7 war. And then Smokey Joe Wood at number 12. He would become famous in a little bit. He was a relief pitcher that year, though. He wouldn't become a star until later. He finished off the year with a 2.6 war. Here. There is your 1910 Boston Red Sox. 1911. Let's see. How much time do I got? Uh, maybe we can ink out a few more. All right. Um, 1911 Red Sox. They finished off the year with a 78 and a 75 or 78 and 75 record. So 78 wins and 75 losses. Finished fifth in the American League. Their manager was Patsy uh, Donovan. Um, so, yeah. so And their uh, ballpark was the Huntington Avenue uh, baseball grounds. This will be the last year. And we'll get into that, too, because they will be building a new ballpark for next year. So, But you already know what that ballpark is. So we won't go too much in the details. All right. Attendance that year was 503 or 503,961. Third in the American League, so very good. And they were projected to win eighty went or eight or eighty games and lose seventy three. That didn't really, yeah, that didn't really turn out well. And they were were going to score like six or six hundred eighty runs and allow six hundred forty three. All right, I love baseball reference. Yeah. All right, so the top players. So at number one was Smokey Joe Wood, and I believe he would be the starting pitcher that year. Let's see. Yep, day one starter. All right, so he basically finished off with a 23-17 and 17 record and a 2.02 war, so pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. All right. And in war, he did finish off with an 8.0 or 6.3. Yeah, sorry. Trish Beaker, the starting center fielder. Finished off the year with a 6.2 war. We already talked about him. Larry Gardner, the starting, I believe, third baseman now at this point. Yeah, starting third baseman. He finished off the year with a 4.2 war. Uh, Ray Collins, one of the starting pitchers. Uh, Yeah, day three starter. He finished off the year with a 9.3 war. Um, Harry Hooper, one of the starting outfielders. Uh, right fielder, I believe, finished off the year with a 3.9 war. So at number five, fifth best player, Larry Pep. Larry Pep. He finished off the year with a 3.7 war. Let's see who Larry Pep is. Larry Pep. He was a, yeah, he was a starting pitcher day four. Dude, all right. Larry Pep. All right. All right, and then number seven was uh, Duffy Lewis, won the start or the left fielder. He finished off the year with a two point six WAR, so pretty good. All right, and then yeah, Duffy's clip. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. All right, so basically at number eight was uh, Steve Yerk or Yerks. Steve Yerks, who is he? Oh, starting a uh, shortstop. Let's see, finished off the year with two point five WAR. That has a name, Yerks. That's not oh Buck O'Brien. Oh, another Irishman. He looks like Ty Cobb for some reason. That is that is a weird picture. He looks like Ty Cobb for a little bit or a little bit. All right, Buck O'Brien. Love the name because it's Irish, but I don't know who he is. All right. He was one of the pitchers. So he basically came in a little bit. Or showed up a little bit. He oh, yeah, it was one of relief pitchers. Oh, oh point thirty-eight war, huh? Five and five and one, so pretty good. All right, finish off the year with a two point one WAR, number nine. All right, Bill Kerrigan, the starting catcher. So yeah, another famous Irish American from uh, Maine. 
Yeah, Ood later become manager, but we'll talk about that in a little bit soon. He finished off the year with a 2.1 war. All right. Jack Killane. Jack Killaney. Jack Killaney. Hmm. Man, a lot of Irishmen here. Man, it must be the golden age. All right. Let's see. He was one of the relief pitchers, and he finished off the year with a 1.2 war. Number 11, and then number 12 was Ed Kager. He was uh, one of uh, the start or the fifth-day starter um, in the starting rotation. He finished off the year with a 1.2 war and at number 12 in the rankings. And that is your 1911 Boston Red Sox. All right, nothing special there. 1912, however... It was kind of a fun year. So they won. So they built a new park, Fenway Park. We'll talk about that. Um, and they had like the most wins in Red Sox history until the 2018 Boston Red Sox overcame them three games. So, yeah, we'll talk about that. And more importantly, they won the World Series that year. Won, yeah, so they won the World Series and won the American League pennants. Um, they're second in franchise history, World Series history, or World Series championships. But um, pennants, yeah, that was basically their uh, uh, third. Yeah, third. Yeah, that's right, third. All right, we'll just try to wrap this up real quick. We're running out of time in this segment. All right. All right. So, as I said, their record was 105 wins, 47 losses, and two ties. Finished first in the American League. As I said, postseason won the World Series. Four, or four games to three to one. So one of those games did get um, called a draw because of darkness. So they had to play like an eight-game series against the New York Giants today, San Francisco Giants, John McGraw and Christy Mathewson. Yeah, famous Irish-American John McGraw. Yeah. Why do you bring up Irish-American? Because I yeah. <laughs> All right. Manager that year was Jake Stahl. All right. And then – um. Ballpark for the first year, Fenway Park. So pretty cool. That's when Fenway Park, the first year. Attendance that year was 597 or 597,096. First in the American League. So pretty good. And they were projected to win 102 games and lose 50. So they actually ended up better than they were projected. Um they were they were or they were supposed to score 799 runs. And allow 544. All right. So here we go. Year 12, best Boston Red Sox of 1912. Smokey Joe Wood, he finished off the year starting, or their ace. So pretty good. So basically had one of the best years in Red Sox pitching history. Uh, 34 wins, five losses, and finished off the year with a 9 or 1.9 or 1.91 ERA. So pretty good. He finished off the year with a 11.4 war. So pretty good. Uh, Trish Speaker, their starting center fielder, finished off the year with a 10.1 war, so pretty good. Ray Collins, one of their starting pitchers, finished off the year with a 5.8 war. Uh, Larry uh, Gardner, their third, their third baseman, finished off the year with a 5.8 war. Buck O'Brien, let's see, I believe he was their starting pitcher. Yeah, day two starter, and Ray Collins was their four-day starter. He finished off the year with a 4.8 war. Um, Hugh Bennett, I believe Hugh Bennett. Let's see who he is. Uh, he was one of their, their third day starters, starting or starting pitcher. He finished off the year with a 4.2 war. Um, Charlie Hall, he was the one of their, uh, one of their, their fifth day starter in the starting rotation. He finished off the year with a 3.1 war. Heine uh, Wagner, their starting shortstop. He finished out the year with a 2.9 war. Duffy Lewis. And the reason I mentioned Duffy's uh, or Fenway Park and Duffy Lewis is because the green monster at the time didn't exist. So basically, it was just basically just nothing. There was no wall. There was no nothing. Fans could basically just like, there was basically just a rope just separating the fans. and Or basically no, no rope at all. So basically... Duffy Lewis had the maneuver and had the work that whole outfield to basically, yeah. So that's why it was called Duffy's Cliff because he had to work that whole outfield and not have to run in the fans and stuff like that. That's a little interesting story. 
So anyway, so he finished off the year with a 2.5 war. So pretty good. Number nine, their manager, Jake, Jake Stahl, and their starting first baseman finished off the year with a 1.8 war. So pretty good. Um, Hick Caddy. Who is Hick Caddy? He was uh, one of their uh, bench catchers. He finished off the year with a 1.5 war. And at number 12, their starting catcher, Bill Kerrigan, who uh, finished off the year with a 1.4 war. All right. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right. So that is your 1912 Boston Red Sox, your World Series champion Boston Red Sox, and would be the best team in Red Sox this year, the best or the Red Sox team with the most wins until the 2018 Red Sox overcame them. All right. Let's go to break. All right, we are back. All right, so to continue with the 19 or 1913 Boston Red Sox, so they finished off the year with a nine or a 79, 71, and one record. So 79 wins, 71 losses, and one draw. Finished fourth in the American League, so they did not repeat as World Series champions. Jake Stahl was the manager to start off the year, but after finishing off with a 39, 41, and one record. He was replaced by Bill Kerrigan, the starting catcher, who finished off the year with a 40 and 30 record, so basically 10 games above 500. Uh, ballpark was Fenway Park. Attendance that year was 4,307 or 437,191, so fourth in the American League. So basically, yeah, so not kind of like four steps, three steps back from what it was last year. Uh, they were projected to win 77 or 77 wins and 73 losses, so they were off by like two games. Uh, they were supposed to score 631 runs and allow 610. All right, so here are your 12 top 12 players. Here we go. All right, Trish Speaker was number one. He finished up their starting center fielder. He finished off the year with an 8.4 war. Um, Ray Collins, their, uh, let's see what day starter he was. He was their day three starter. He finished off the year second best player on the team, 5.6 war. Uh, Dutch Leonard at number three. Let's see. He was one of their, uh, he was basically their day one starter, basically supposedly supposed to be the ace. Let's see. He finished off the year with a 4.4 war. All right. At number four was Hugh Bennett. I believe he was a starting pitcher. I, yeah, he was their second day starter. All right. So I was, I do, yeah, I do remember. So he was like uh, number four and then uh, finished off the year with a 4.1 war. Uh, Smokey Joe Wood, he did not have a good year after, uh, or at least uh, he finished out number five. Smokey Joe Wood, he was actually, let's see, their um, day four starter. All right, finished off the year with an 11-5 and five record, 2.29 war, so still pretty dominant a little bit too, or average. So, yeah, better. Could have been worse. Yeah, I thought he had like kind of like a bad year in 1914. All right, so he finished off the year, as I said, Finished off the fifth best player on the team with a 3.4 war. All right. Harry Hooper, their starting uh, right fielder. He finished off the year uh, sixth best player on the team and with a 3.1 war. All right. Clyde, uh, Clyde Ingle. Let's see. I do. Let's see. Let's see. If we remember this dude. He was. Yeah, I'm not saying. Um, he was here. I all right, Clyde Ingle, where are you, you son of a bitch? <clears throat> he was oh, he was their uh, starting first baseman. Huh. I think he was their utility guy. I think it was one utility infielder. What we remember. Uh number seven. Um and finished off the year with a 2.3 war. All right, and then uh Larry Gardner, their starting third baseman. Finished eighth of the eighth best player on the team and finished off with a 2.3 war. Bill Kerrigan, who would be their uh, manager to finish off the year and their starting catcher, he finished off the year with a 2.1 war. So pretty good. All right. Duffy Lewis, their starting left fielder, he finished 10th best player on the team and finished off with a 2.1 war. All right. And then 
Earl Mosley, one of their starting pitchers. Day five starter. He finished off the year with a uh, 11 best player on the team and a 0.1 war or 1.0 war. And then Steve Yorks, their starting second baseman. He finished the uh, 12th best player on the team and with a 1.0 war. All right. Your 19-13 Boston Red Sox. 19-14. This is where it starts getting a little bit of fun. All right. They finished off the year with a 91 and 91, 62 and 6 record. So 91 wins, 62 losses, and one or six ties. Or and but they finished second in the American League, which they didn't go to World Series that year again. Um, manager was Bill Kerrigan. Ballpark was Fenway Park. Attendance that year was 481,359, first in the American League, so back on top, attendance-wise. All right, and they were projected to win 87 or 87 games and lose 66. Well, they were off by that. Um, they were supposed or supposed to score 589 or 89 runs and allow 510. All right. Here is your 1914 Boston Red Sox. All right. I believe this is the first year Babe Ruth showed up, but I'm not sure if he's on the top 12. I'm not sure. All right. We'll see. All right. And number one is Tris Speaker, the starting second bit or starting center fielder. He finished off the year with a 9.9 war. All right. And then number or number two, Dutch Leonard, one of their starting pitchers. Let's see. Let's see what day was. Day two starter. He finished off the year with a 9.3 war. All right. Ray Collins, one of their starting pitchers. And I believe, let's see what day he was. I go down. All right. Go down. Hold on, hold on. All right. He was their starting pitcher, or uh, basically a day one starter, supposed to be their ace. So let's see. He finished off the year. With a 4.0 war for best player on the team. At number four, it was uh, Larry Gardner, their starting third baseman. And he finished off the year with a 3.8 war. Number five was uh, Rube Foster. Let's see where he finished. Where What position he played. This is the first time I've seen this dude. Um, starting pitcher, day three. Let's see, he finished fifth on the team and finished with a 3.7 war. Harry Hooper, the starting uh, right fielder, he finished the year with a uh, finished sixth on uh, overall on the team, and he finished with a 3.8, 3.6 war. Never mind. Sorry, there was a little, little spot on my computer. Oh, got it. <clears throat> a little blood. Uh, not blood. I mean, bleh, I can't talk. All right, moving on, moving on. All right. At number seven, Duffy Lewis, their starting center or starting left fielder, finished off the year with a seventh best on or uh, finished off with a three point one WAR. At number eight was Bill Kerrigan, their starting catcher and manager. He finished off the year with a two point seven WAR. Everett Scott at number nine, and I believe he was their starting shortstop. All right, and he finished off the year with a two point five WAR. At number 10 was uh, Smokey Joe Wood. And I believe he was their day five starter. And he finished off the year with a uh, 1.7 war. We started to decline a little bit. So, yeah, so he basically started to uh, decline, I believe. Yeah, so he was, well, 10 and 3. I mean, that's not really that bad. And a 2.62 war. That's not really that bad. All right. At number 11 was Ernie Shore. I believe he was one of their starting pitchers. Ernie Shore. He, yeah, day four starter. He finished off the year with a 1.7 war. And then at number 12 was Dick Hatzel. 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 I can't pronounce that. All right, whatever. Um, Let's see. Yeah, we just butchered that poor guy's name. <laughs> Let's see. Man, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? 
Oh, he was our starting first baseman. Here we are. All right, sorry. He finished off the year with a 1.27 award. That's why we don't remember him. All right, there is your 1914 Boston Red Sox. 1915, here we go. All right, they finished off the year with a um, uh, one or a 101 or 101 win or 101 wins, 50 losses, and four draws. Finished first in the American League, so they won the American League pennant again. And posting wise, they won the World Series again, four games to one against the Philadelphia Phillies. So pretty good. Number three, so number three in franchise history. Bill Kerrigan was their manager. Um, ballpark was Fenway Park. Attendance that year was um, five or uh, 539,885. And uh, first year or uh, finished first in the finished first in the American League. So basically, for, or one out eight. So pretty good, pretty good. All right, they were projected to win ninety five games and lose fifty six. That didn't turn out um, as expected. Better, so pretty good. Better. Um, they were supposed to score 669 runs and allow 499. All right. So here are your top 12 players. All right. Trish Speaker. So basically, he finished off the year number one. Finished off with a, their starting center fielder. Finished off the year with a 7.1 war. Smokey Joe Wood finished off second. So he was basically, let's see, one of the starting pitchers. So he was a day five starter. See how he did. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Not as much as like, for, I think that's the thing. He didn't like win 30 or more games after that. He basically just was just like, yeah, just barely got the 20 kind of deal. All right, so he finished off the year with a 5.6 war. Rube Foster finished number three, one of their starting pitchers. So he was their uh, day one starter, so basically their ace. Finished off the year with a 5.5 war. All right, Ernie Shore, one of their starting uh, shortstops at number four. Let's see. He was their day two starter, and he finished off the year with a 4.9 war. At number five, Dutch Leonard, one of their starting pitchers. He finished off the year with a uh, um, – so he was their day four starter, and he finished off the year with a 4.4 war. And here is the Sultan of Swat, now a starting pitcher at the time uh, with the Boston Red Sox. You guessed it, yeah, Babe Ruth at number six. Let's see where he was. So, yeah, he basically started out as a starting pitcher. You didn't know that, did you? You probably did, but – yeah. All right, yeah, but yeah, you know him as the New York Yankee who basically slugged like so and so home runs. So they had to change the bat because to make sure that he was sucking home runs and bringing fans in the stands. All right, he also murdered his wife too. <laughs> that's that's just a joke. That's just a joke, but it's kind of funny though. <laughs> all right, <laughs> and all right, so he was their day three starter. Uh, Babe Ruth was. Going back to him, and he finished off the year with a 4.2 war. All right. At number seven was Duffy Lewis. They're uh, starting uh, outfield or starting left fielder. Finished off the year with a 3.2 war. At number eight, Harry Hooper. He finished off the year with a uh, 3.1 war. They're starting right fielder. All right. Dick Hassel. They're starting uh, third base. First baseman finished off the year with a 3.0 war. All right. Larry Gardner at number 10 was their uh, starting third baseman. He finished off the year with a 2.3 war. And then Jack Berry, let's see, their starting second baseman. He finished off the year with a 2.0 war. And then at number 12 was Del Gagner. Gagner? 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 Let's see where he was. Bill Gagner. He was their uh, one of their backup first basemen. He finished off the year with a 2.0 war. All right. There is your 25th or uh, 1915 World Series champion, Boston Red Sox. And then 1916. Here we go. So here we are. They finished off the year with a 91 or 91 wins, 63 losses, and two draws. 
Finished first in the American League, so they won the pennant again for the second straight year in a row. So pretty good, pretty good. And postseason, they won the World Series again for the second straight year in a row. So basically the only time in franchise history that they have done this. Um, so basically won four games against the Brooklyn Robins, which are now today's L.A. Dodgers, which will become the Brooklyn Dodgers later on. But And later the L.A. Dodgers, so pretty good. So Brooklyn Robins. Manager was uh, Bill Kerrigan of uh, Parks, or yeah, ballparks were Fenway Park and the Brave Field. So yeah, they Fenway Park was doing renovations at the time, so they kind of switched off of the Atlanta or Boston Braves Field at the time. So yeah, when they weren't around, all right. Attendance that year was 496,397, third in the American League, so not really that great. Uh, they were projected to win 87 games and lose 67. That did not come to pass. All right, so basically had a better season as expected. Uh, score They were supposed to score 550 runs and allow 480. All right, All right and your uh, top 12 players via war. Here we go. At number one was Babe Ruth, their starting uh, pitcher. Let's see where he was at day-wise. Or their, He was their uh, day one starter, so basically their ace. He finished off the year with a 10.4 war. And then uh, Carl Mays, one of their starting pitchers. Let's see where he ended up. He was their day three starter. And he finished second best player on the team and finished with a 5.6 war. At number three was Dutch Leonard, one of their starting pitchers. See, day two, he finished off the year with a 5.3 war. Um, number four was Larry Gardner, their starting third baseman. He finished off the year with a uh, 4.7 war. Harry Hooper, they're uh, at number five, their starting right fielder. He finished off the year with a 4.0 war. Uh, Tilly Walker, he was one of their starting outfielders. Yeah, starting center fielder because Trish Beaker left uh, after 1915, so he got traded to the Cleveland Indians. Now, I should have mentioned this too. They're now the Cleveland Guardians now. Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, yeah, that was – yeah, yeah, 1915 was the first year that they started calling themselves the Indians. They Yeah. But now after – or coming up this year, they're now going to be the Cleveland Guardians. Forgot to mention that. All right. Anyway, so uh, Tilly Walker, their starting center fielder, number six. He finished off the year with a 2.0 war. All right. Pinch Thomas. Pinch Thomas, their starting catcher because Kerrigan moved into this uh, full-time manager job. All right. So he finished off uh, um, 1.9 war. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, too, the thing that Patsy uh, Donovan, I got to mention this, too. They're – the thing he was most remembered for was bringing Babe Ruth to the Boston Red Sox or convincing Red Sox management to sign Babe Ruth to a, from the Baltimore Orioles, their minor league club. Yeah, so basically from the Baltimore club. I think it was the Orioles. I'm not sure, but I could be wrong. So basically, yeah, they basically, yeah, so basically signed Babe Ruth. And Patsy Donovan was basically kind of one of the main kind of like forces, driving forces to try to get Babe Ruth. All right, so yeah. All right, at number eight was Ernie Shore. So let's see. Uh, he was the day four starter, and he finished off the year with a 1.9 war. All right, Everett Scott, their starting shortstop at number nine. He finished off the year with a 1.7 war. Duffy Lewis, their starting left fielder. He finished off the year at number 10 and with a 1.5 war. Rube Foster, one of their starting pitchers at number 11. He finished off the year, or he was their fifth-day starter, and he finished off the year with a 1.4 war. And then, oh, my God, this guy again. All right, number 12, Dick um, Haslow. He finished off the year. He was their starting first baseman and finished off the year with a 1.4 war. If I heard that name before, I would – probably know how to pronounce it but we just don't all right all right that's your 1916 world series champion two-time world series champion boston red sox 
1917. Nothing special about this team. Although in America, World War One. So for America, they just entered World War One on the side of the Allies. So basically, yeah. So America was at war this time. So yeah. So here we are. So they finished off the year with a nine or uh, ninety wins, sixty-two losses, and five uh, ties. They finished second in the American League. So they did not get to uh, do a three or three peat. So to say, their manager was Jack Barry. Um, ballpark was a uh, Fenway Park. Uh, attendance that year was three hundred eighty-seven thousand eight hundred fifty-six, uh, fourth in the American League. Um, so, and they were projected to win uh, ninety wins and sixty-two losses, so right on the money, somewhat. Yes, not. Um, so basically, here we are. They were supposed to score five hundred fifty-five runs and allow four hundred fifty-five. Let's see. So their top uh, twelve star or top twelve players. Here we go. At number one, Babe Ruth again. Their starting pitcher, and I believe it was their uh, day one starter. He finished off the year with a uh, eight point six WAR. Let's see how much time I got. All right, I think this might be it for this segment. All right. All right. At number two, so we'll finish off this, and we'll just go to break, and then wrap it up after that. At number two was uh, Carl Mays. They're starting a pitcher, and I believe he was their day three starter. He finished second on the team and finished up with a 6.6 war. At number three was Dutch Leonard, one of their starting pitchers, and I believe, do, 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 go down. He was their day two starter, finished off the year with a 4.4 war. And then at number four, their third baseman, Larry Gardner, he finished off the year with a 4.1 war. Then uh, at number five, Duffy Lewis, their starting left fielder. He finished off the year with a 3.9 war. Harry Hooper at number six was their starting uh, right fielder. He finished off the year with a 3.2 war. Ever Scott, their uh, starting shortstop, he finished off the year with a 2.9 war. Um, Eddie Shore at number eight was their starting pitcher, and I believe he was their day four starter. Um, so he finished off the year with a Four point or two point four WAR. Uh, Dick Hostel, they're starting a uh, first baseman. He finished off the year with a two point four WAR. Uh, Dale Gagner, he finished off the year with or was there a one of their uh, bench uh, first baseman. He finished off the year with a two point eight WAR. Number eleven, their manager and uh, starting second baseman. Uh, Jack Berry, he finished out the year with a 1.64. And then at number 12 was their, uh, one of their starting pitchers, Rube Foster. He was their day five starter, and he finished off the year with a 1.5 war. All right. There is your 1917 Red Sox, and we will not mention that team again until maybe the 130th anniversary of the Boston Red Sox, which would be 2031. All right. When we when we get back, we'll finish off with 1918 and 1919, and we'll wrap it up for the night and for the week. All right. All right. We are back. All right. Wrap it up. All right. 1918 Boston Red Sox, and this would uh, be remembered because this would be the last time the Red Sox would ever win a World Series championship until 2004. So yeah. So yeah. So pretty much 86 years. All right. And also, too, World War One was still going on, so there was the season was kind of shorter because of the work and fight order, which um, they had to either work or go off and fight in the war. And it was also, too, the games were shorter, too, because of the Spanish flu pandemic, which basically, yeah, kind of like canceled games. Yeah, they were even canceling games back then, too. Kind of like what something like what the NBA and M- or NHL and NFL are kind of going on right now with their some of their games too getting called because of the new COVID variant Omicron. So yeah, so basically yeah, so kind of they're going for the same thing too, getting games postponed because of the Spanish flu pandemic. So yeah, all right. So they finished off the year with a seventy-five and fifty-one record. So seventy-five wins, fifty-one losses. Finished first in the American League, so they won the pennant again. 
um, for basically like the third time in five years. Um, won the World Series again, uh, four games to two against the Chicago Cubs. It's the Cubbies. Yeah. There was also a rumor, too, that the Cubs might have maybe blown those games on purpose, kind of what the Black Sox would do the year later, or the White Sox would do a year later. So basically, yeah, they're kind of like throwing games. So, I don't know. Let's just, yeah. Yeah, we won that World Series fair, or we won that World Series. Well, we did our part. We played fair, but the Cubs might not have, like, somewhat losing, cheating a little bit. Yeah. All right. Their manager was Ed Burrow. Park was Fenway, or ballpark was Fenway Park. Attendance that year was two point, or uh, attendance that year was 249,513, third in the American League. Um, they were projected to uh, win 76 wins and 50 or 50 losses. So a, a little off, a little off there. All right. They were supposed to score 474 runs and allow 380. All right. So here are your twop, top 12 players. Top 12 players. All right. At number one, Babe Ruth, their starting pitcher, and I believe he was their uh, day four starter. Wow, day four. I think this is at the time, too, that he was kind of moving into, like, the outfield, too, and he wanted to hit more, and he didn't want to pitch anymore. So, yeah, this is kind of when he was starting to want to do that. So he finished off the year with a 7.0 war. Um, and then uh, – at number two was Harry Hooper. He finished off the year with a four point or four point nine WAR. And then at number three was uh, Carl Mays, one of their starting pitchers. He was their day one starter, so technically an ace, sort of. He finished off the year with a four point seven WAR. All right, Bullet Joe Bush. Let's see who he was. And so he was one of their pitchers. He was their uh, starting pitcher day two. So yeah, so he finished off the year with a 4.2 war. Yeah, we even looked at it too. Yeah, this is when Babe Ruth started to, yeah, basically play the outfield too on days he was not pitching. So he was kind of, yeah, so he was basically, yeah, what Sohei Otani was being made out to be this year, this past season. This is what, yeah, so this is what Babe Ruth was, yeah, too. And number five was a, uh, Dave Sheehan, he was their starting second baseman. He finished off the year with a 2.5 war. Uh, Stuffy McGinnis, man, Stuffy McGinnis, that sounds pretty Irish. Uh, he was their starting first baseman. He finished off the year with a 2.1 war. Everett Scott, their starting shortstop, he finished off the year with a 2.0 war. At number eight was on it or on a strunk or on or Amos Strunk. He was their starting uh, outfielder. I'm not really sure. Center or out, or uh, center or left field. We're just going to go with that. He finished off the year with a 1.8 war. Um, sad Sam Jones. Hmm, that sounds like a nice name. Sad Sad Jones. All right. Or Sad Sam Jones. Let's see. He was their uh, day three uh, starter. He finished off the year with a 1.8 war. Well, with a war like that. Hold on. What was the stats? <laughs> Okay, 16 and 5. That's not really bad. 2.25 ERA. That's not bad. All right. Okay. Our Wally Shrunk or Wally Shog. Wally Shog. He was their starting. Hold on. We got to go down. He was their uh, starting or one of their utility men. He finished off the year. So he was number 10. He finished off the year with a 1.2 war. All right. Fred Thomas, their uh, starting third baseman at number 11. He finished off with an 0.9 war, so not great. And then uh, one of their outfielders at number 12, George Whiteman. He finished off the year with an 0.5 war. All right. There you are. Your 1918 Boston Red Sox. And to finish off with the night, your 1919 Boston Red Sox.
Here we go. They finished off the year with 66 wins, 71 losses, and one draw. They finished sixth in the American League, so they did not repeat as either American League champions or World Series champions. All right, their manager was Ed Barrow. Uh, their park or ballpark was Fenway Park. Attendance that year was 417,291, fifth in the American League. And they finished off the year with a, or they were projected to win uh, 70, 70 games and lose 67. They were way off on that one. All right. Um, so they were supposed to score 564 runs and uh, allow 552. All right. Here we go. Your 12, top 12 starters, and we will wrap this up. All right. At number one, Babe Ruth. He was, I believe, they're starting. Hold on. He might have been their starting outfielder. He was their starting outfielder and starting pitcher. And I believe he's their uh, day four starter. So, yeah. And also, significant with this year, and the anniversary or the 102 second anniversary of the infamous Babe Ruth trade. Basically, yeah. So, yeah, this was basically this week. And I believe it was... Tuesday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Tuesday or Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm pretty sure like either Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday that the trade happened. So yeah, 102 years. Wow. Doesn't seem right. All right. So he finished off the year with a 9.9 war. Trying to eat at the same time too while I'm trying to do this. All right. At number two, Wally Shag. He was their utility man, I believe, still. Let's see. Oh, actually, he was their starting catcher. Never mind. We saw him here. All right. Never mind. What's this pound sign right here? No, no. All right. He finished off the year with a 4.2 war. 4.4 war. Sorry. We're eating at the same time. Sorry. Poor manners. Whatever. All right. Harry Hooper at number three. They're starting out there, I believe, starting right fielder, I believe. He was uh, finished off the year with a 3.3 war. All right. Her Panak, uh, I believe they're starting pitcher. He also got traded along with Babe Ruth, too. He's part of that trade, too. He was their day two starter. He finished off the year with a 3.2 war. Everett Scott, they're starting shortstop. He finished off the year with a 2.2 war. Alan Russell. Yeah, let's see, Alan Russell. Let's see where you're at, buddy. He was their uh, day five starter. Uh, he finished off the year with a 2.2 um, uh, war. All right. Then Stuffy McGinnis, their starting uh, first baseman. He finished off the year with a 1.9 war. <clears throat> Ozzy Fit, Fit. He was their starting third baseman. Finished off the year with a 1.6 WAR and number eight. Then Carl Mays at number nine. He was their starting uh or day three starter. And let's see, finished off the year with a 1.5 WAR. He was also in that uh, Babe Ruth. He also got traded to the Yankees too. Right. And then um at number ten, Red Shannon. Their second baseman, he finished off the year with a 0.8 war or 0.8 war. Then our Whitey Hoyt, their uh, I believe at number eleven, he's with their um one of their pitchers. I think relief. He finished off the year with a 0.8 war. He also got traded to the Yankees too. Man, they man Harry Frazee was just trading there, trading everybody. All right. And at number 12, Amos Strunk. He was their go down. He was one of their uh uh bench outfielders and he finished out the year with an 0.5 war. All right. There is your 1919 Boston Red Sox. Here we go. All right. That is it for the 19 teens. All right. All right. That is it for the show, yeah. Final thoughts, no DMs, nothing, nope. All right, that's it. All right, so no final thoughts. I really have got nothing else. Uh, 
next year will be a new year, so we're heading to 2022. Hopefully, they will pick back up the negotiations, and hopefully with the Hall of Fame, hopefully some Red Sox might get into, but we'll find out too. I'm not really saying much. Um, so, yeah, so maybe a nice month heading into uh, January. We'll find out. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five-star review if you can. Follow the show on Twitter at red underscore charter. So red or lowercase red or lowercase red underscore lowercase charter. And then follow the show on TikTok at lowercase socks Illinois. And then follow the show on Instagram at sock also at sock or lowercase socks Illinois. Then follow the, or then like the show on Facebook at the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter. And then follow the show on Spotify and Apple. All right. And that being said, I believe that's will about do it. All right. See you guys next week. Banyana.